احسب الناس ان يتركوا ان يقولوا امنا وهم لا يفتنون ولقد فتن الذين من قبلهم فلا يعلمن الذين صدقوا ولا يعلمن الكاذبين صدق الله العظيم all praise and all gratitude belongs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is our creator our sustainer our nourisher and greetings and salutations upon our noble master nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let us all recite durood sharif allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim allah ta'ala our creator our sustainer allah ta'ala has created everything and allah ta'ala has created you and i insan and we find that allah ta'ala has created insan and in every insan in the body of every insan allah ta'ala has put a placed a heart in every person's body and this heart in arabic it is called qalb qaf lam ba and what is the the root of this word the original meaning of this word means something which is not consistent that is always turning sometimes to sway sometimes that way and to understand this this heart why it's called qalb when you find a person in his life that he's never at stagnant meaning his life is never the same sometimes in a person's life you will see that he's happy so some joyous occasion occasion then his heart is happy someone is getting making nikah is happy or there's a child that is born in the family now his heart becomes happy so sometimes his heart is happy and then on the other side someone passes away or some calamity some difficulty some test that allah taala puts a person through loss of life whatever it may be wealth property then we find that his heart now changes towards sadness grief sorrow depression anxiety etc so this is the cycle of life that sometimes a person will be happy sometimes will be tested by allah taala through difficulties and challenges this is the cycle of life and in reality allah taala is testing our iman all these challenges and these difficulties that a person will face in this dunya in reality allah taala is testing our level of iman in the ayat that i have quoted allah taala says alif lam mim ahasib an-nas an yutraku an yaqulu amanna wa hum la yuftanun that insan mankind do you think that you going to proclaim and declare that you have brought iman and that allah taala is not going to test you this on this that you say i am a muslim i brought iman in allah subhanahu wa taala that you think allah taala is not going to test you on this declaration of yours that definitely wala nabluwannakum bi shay'in min al-khawf wal ju' wa naqsin min al-amwal wal anfus wa thamarat allah taala says most definitely we are going to test you that you have made a claim that you believe in allah now we are going to test you and put you to the test of this claim sometimes it will be with the difficulty or the halat or some hardship to the loss of life to the loss of wealth sometimes it is sickness sometimes it's poverty sometimes it's fear allah taala says we will test you with all this and thereafter allah taala says wa bashiris sabirin that we give glad tidings to those who adopt patience at the time of difficulty no matter what the difficulty may be they adopt patience they have sabr and thereafter allah taala further goes on to say who are the sabirin 
وَبَشِّرِ Give glad tidings to those who adopt sabr at the time of difficulty, time of halats and conditions. Every one of us sitting here, we are going through difficulties. Whether it be on an individual capacity, whether on a local, national, international capacity, every one of us are facing halats, conditions and difficulties. Allah Ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give glad tidings. And Allah Ta'ala further goes on to say, Who are these sabirin? Who are these people who adopt patience? الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ These are the qualities of those who adopt patience. That when any difficulty, any musibat comes upon them, that immediately they say, قَالُوا إِنَّا That to Allah we belong and to Him is our return. Many of us feel that this statement of this ayat of this dua, that inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, is only when someone passes away on the loss of someone. That we find people reciting this, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. But the reality is, at, at any loss, at any difficulty, no matter what it may be, a person may be looking for his keys. On this occasion, he may... A person cannot find his topi, his hat. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji. This is a difficulty. So Allah Ta'ala says, these people, sabirin, who say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji, when any difficulty and musibat come upon them. And thereafter Allah Ta'ala does not stop, he continues. We mentioned, bashir is sabirin, give them glad tidings. What is that glad tidings? It's no ordinary glad tidings. Allah Ta'ala Himself says, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ Allah Ta'ala is describing Himself who are these people. That what Allah Ta'ala is going to give these people who adopt this patience and sabr at the time of difficulties. Allah Ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ From Allah Ta'ala's side, Allah Ta'ala says, Peace and tranquility and rahmat and mercy for these people from my side. When a person is going through halats and conditions, whether it's the loss of life, whether it's the loss of wealth, ask that person whether there's any peace in his life. Sometimes a family member is in hospital, he's critical, hasn't passed away, but critical, doctors don't know which direction he's going to go. Ask the face and tranquility in that house. Or somebody passes away, ask the people that are have lost someone close, if there's any peace for those few days or whatever it may be in their life. But Allah Ta'ala says, if you adopt sabr, patience, and Allah Ta'ala says from His side, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ From your Rabb, Allah Ta'ala will give peace, tranquility and mercy upon these people. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, these people are the guided people. So we have to understand that any difficulty, halat, we have to adopt, adopt sabr and patience and put our total reliance in Allah Ta'ala. Sahaba Ikram, Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, how, how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa addressed Sahaba at the time of difficulties. We are all going through difficulties globally. Hazrat Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala, famous incidents I mentioned to him in Hayat al-Sahaba, in the books of Hadith, incidents that how they were tortured in Makkah. They were dragged through the burning soils of Makkah. Hot burning coal was placed on their back. And the coal used to burn us through the fat that used to come off on their backs. They were dragged on the burning sun of, burning sand of Makkah. So they come to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is lying down besides the Baytullah, the Kaaba Sharif. He's lying down as a Khabbab bin Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Other Sahaba come to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Nabi of Allah, 
This is the time of Makkah and Sahaba are going through difficulties upon difficulties at the hands of the Quraysh, the Kufar. They come to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi of Allah, that you are the beloved of Allah, you are the Habib of Allah, that you know what is our condition, how much longer are we going to bear this? Uh, this difficulties, this tortures, and it wasn't small, it was difficult, really difficult times. So they come 13 years in Makkah like this. So they come to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and say, Oh Nabi of Allah, make dua to Allah Ta'ala. That make dua that Allah Ta'ala removes this difficulty and this hardship. That your duas are answered, lift your hands, what will it cost you to lift your hands and make dua for us? That Allah Ta'ala remove, us, remove this difficulty from us. They are turning directly to Allah Ta'ala. His Sahaba say, when we mentioned this to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we saw the color of his face changed. He was lying down, he got up, and he addressed the Sahaba, he said, Oh my Sahaba, be a little more patient, have a little bit more sabr. And then to console them, he explains and he tells them the incidents of the past. That the people of the past, the Anbiya of the past, also went through difficulties and tests. And he explains to them that the people of the past, a hole, a pit would be dug, and a person would be thrown into this hole, this pit, and a sword would be taken, and this person would be sawed in half. This is the difficulties that the people of the past endured. But Nabi Sallam explained to Sahaba, they were steadfast, and they were firm, and they adopted patience. And they were victorious at the end. O oh my Sahaba, and he recites the ayat of the Quran Kareem, O oh my Sahaba, that adopt patience at the time of difficulty together with salah. This is the formula given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That at any time of difficulty, that seek the help of Allah ta'ala through sabr, through patience and salah. That the help and the assistance of Allah ta'ala will come. So he gives this, Nabi Sam gives Sahaba this advice, this formula, that adopt patience, adopt sabr, and Allah Ta'ala will come to your aid and assistance. When Allah Ta'ala loves someone, this is the hadith of Rasulullah Sallam, who went through more difficulties than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Before he was born, his father was passed, passed away as an orphan. Already coming into the world on the back foot, as we would say. Coming into this world already on the back foot, Nabi Sallam does not have a father. Mother passes away at the age of six, grandfather at the age of eight. His uncle passes away, his wife passes away. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi himself, he buried six of his children himself in his lifetime. Who went through more difficult hardships? But what does Nabi Sallam tell his Sahaba? That, oh my Sahaba, it's the system of Allah Ta'ala. That Ta'ala loves someone, when Allah Ta'ala loves someone, Allah Ta'ala will test that person to see his iman. This claim that we make, وَلَقَدَ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَا يَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, this declaration that you and I have made, that we believe in Allah, we are Muslims, we have iman. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَقَدَ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ That Allah Ta'ala says, we tested the people of the past. And most definitely and most certainly we will test you also. Like how we have tested the people of the past, we are going to test you also. To see from amongst you who is truthful in his statement and who is a liar. Who is truthful? That who is truthful that I have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who are the amongst the kaadibin, the liars. So halats and conditions will come. But we have to understand 
that whenever a difficulty and a halat comes, Allah Ta'ala is looking for excuses to forgive us. This is a mercy and a rahmat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person adopts sabr and tolerance and patience and salah, that Allah Ta'ala will reward this person, it will not go in vain. This is a means of attracting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who's mentioned in the hadith sharif, that even if a person, how merciful is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We look at what's happening around us, we should not lose hope and focus. Unfortunately, Allah Ta'ala forgive us. Many people are questioning. Allah Ta'ala protect us. But let us understand that look at the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. mentioned that even if a thorn pricks a person and that person makes ah because of that pain for a split second that he felt. It is mentioned that Allah Ta'ala uses this as a means for his forgiveness of his sins. Something which we will just bypass. Allah Ta'ala forgives his son just by that thorn prick. Allah Ta'ala's rahmat and mercy descends upon this person. And this is a means of this person gaining closeness towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Ulama explain to this extent the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. That even if a person, if he's looking in passing, we don't even realize it. Because it's something which just comes about all the time. And we take it for granted. A person is looking for his keys, for example, or his wallet. And he puts his hand in one of his pockets thinking it's there and he sees it's not there, his wallet is not there. And then he takes it out, he puts his hand in a second pocket and his wallet, his wallet is not there. That split second, what goes through his heart and through his mind? That split second of a moment, that worry that goes through his mind. Where's my wallet? And then he puts his hand in the back pocket and there he finds his wallet there. That split second, that moment of worry that went through his mind. From this pocket to that pocket, that short period of time. This also Allah Ta'ala explained, Allah Ta'ala will give this regarded as a musibat also for a mu'min and a believer. And Allah Ta'ala will reward him for this also. Because of the taklif that he went from one hand, he had to put his hand into a second hand, into a second pocket. This is how merciful Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is. Allah Ta'ala uses these excuses to forgive us and elevate us. One incident is mentioned just on the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we are a nation that does not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. No matter what is happening around us, yes, whatever is happening around us, we have to look within ourselves, that where we have faltered, where we have gone wrong, our own mistakes make tawbah and istighfar. But we have to remember that we are not a nation that loses hope in the mercy of Allah. We are not a nation that gives up. We are an ummah that has hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. To this degree and this extent, it is mentioned, one incident is mentioned. That how vast is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. وَرَحْمَتِي وَسِعَتْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala's mercy encompasses everything. Everything the mercy of Allah Ta'ala encompasses. One incident is mentioned during the time of Musa alayhi salatu wassalam. It is mentioned that once during the time of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, a lady came to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and she told, Oh Musa, that you are the Nabi of Allah, you are Kalimullah, you speak to Allah Ta'ala directly, you are the Nabi of Allah. He said, Oh Musa, that I am requesting you on my behalf, speak to Allah Ta'ala, make dua to Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala must bless me with a child. That I see all the women around me, my family members and my friends, all the women around me, that they, Allah has blessed them with children. That they are looking after their children, they are carrying their children. 
and the children, the bundle of joy for them. But I don't have any children, oh Musa, make dua to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala also blesses me with a child. So Musa tells his woman, no problem, he lifts his hand and he makes dua, Allahumma arzukha waladan saliha, that Allah bless this lady with a pious child. Makes dua, Allahumma arzukha waladan saliha, Allah bless this, child, this lady with a pious child. Allah Ta'ala sends revelation wahi to Musa والسلام, in the presence of this lady. And he says, Katabtuha aqeeman. O Musa, that we have decreed and we have already written it down. It has already been confirmed and it's already been written. The fate of this woman has already been decreed. That this woman will pass away barren, she will pass away with no children. It has already been confirmed, written. There's nothing you can do about it now, it's already been confirmed. So she hears this and Musa tells her and she goes away. After a lengthy period of time, she comes back to Musa والسلام, and says, Oh Musa, you are the Nabi of Allah. I know you made dua for me. Oh Musa, make dua again to Allah Ta'ala. That Allah must bless me with a pious child. So he makes again dua. What does it cost? Allahumma arzukha waladan salihan muti'an. Oh Allah, bless her with a pious child and upright his child. Again, when he comes to Musa والسلام, katabtuha aqeeman. That has already been decreed for this woman, O oh Musa, we have told you that she will pass away barren with no children. This has already been recorded in her books. She hears this and she goes away. After a lengthy period of some time, she comes back to Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. And says, O oh Musa, make dua to Allah Ta'ala. It won't cost you anything. What will you lose by making dua to Allah Ta'ala? You won't lose anything. There's no loss for you, there's no loss for me, there's only win-win. O oh, Musa, lift your hands and make dua to Allah Ta'ala again for me, O oh, Musa. So again, Musa says, Allah bless this woman with a pious child. Again, the same way he comes on, Katabtuha Aqeeman. O Musa, we have told you, she will die barren with no children. This lady hears that she walks away. Some years pass by, Musa is traveling and he sees this woman. And now he sees this woman carrying a baby in her hand. He comes to her and he asks her that you are the same woman that came to me many years ago making dua for you, that Allah must bless you. Allah Ta'ala, whose child is this? He says, oh Musa, this is my child. So Musa is shocked. What happened here? Allah Ta'ala himself, wahi came. You know, when a person goes to court, sometimes he goes to normal court, then he goes to high court, then supreme court or high court, then you get the top court, the constitutional courts. And once they say there that you are guilty, your fate is sealed, finished. There's no other way out, finished. So here, wahi coming to the Nabi of Allah. Wahi coming to the Nabi, the dua of a Nabi to Allah direct, and wahi coming from Allah direct to the Nabi. That katabtuha, we have already declared she's, a, she's going to be barren until she passes away. And now, so the fate is sealed basically. That your fate is sealed, you're going to pass away. Like accept it and finish. So Musa Islam also is shocked here, what happened here? Allah, makes, I made dua and you sent wahi down and told me that this woman will remain barren for the rest of her life. And what is this now? What happened here? That this woman has a child. I need some explanation. So Allah Ta'ala explains to Musa wasalam, that every time that this woman came to you and asked you to make dua for me, that I, you made dua and I sent you the reply that we have already decreed that she will be barren. But this woman never lost hope in the mercy of Allah. Whenever she heard this reply, katabtuha aqeeman, that we've already decreed that you will be barren, barren, then she at that time used to say, katabtani aqeeman.
He said, oh Allah, that you have decreed and you have said that, you are, that I will remain barren. That's already been recorded. But you have also written and if you also have recorded, oh Allah, that you are Rahim also. And your Rahmat and your mercy encompasses everything. And your Rahmat and your mercy also overpowers your decree also. Your Rahmat and your mercy wa Rahmati wasi'at kulla shay, every single thing. Your Rahmat supersedes everything. So through your Rahmat and your mercy you bless me. So Allah Ta'ala tells Musa alayhi salatu salam, what could I do? That when this woman told me my Rahmat encompasses everything, and therefore we had blessed her with each other. So from this we can understand the rahmat and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. That no matter what is happening around us, let us turn towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Let us not become despondent. Let us not lose, lose hope in the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We all know what has happened now recently, whether it's the earthquakes that have taken place in Turkey, in Syria, locally, globally, the ummah is going through difficulties and upon difficulties. One may think every morning that we get up, what do we hear? We only hear problems, difficulties. Either someone is robbed, someone Someone is shot, someone is looted, some, uh, some uh, protest taking place, some hijacking, some kidnapping, uh, whether it's some tsunami, whether it's some earthquake, whether it's some hurricane. Every morning, and one wonders when will this come to an end. But as the ummati of Rasulullah and the followers of Rasulullah we have to understand that we should not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Yes, we have to do what we have to do. We have to make proper arrangements, we have to take proper protection, whatever it is. But let us understand that we have to adopt patience with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, number one. We have to turn to Allah with salah, with all our ibadat, and we have to not lose hope in the mercy of Allah ta'ala. And then we will see the rahmat, how Allah ta'ala had changed the decree of that woman. Allah ta'ala also will change the decree of the conditions around us as well. So we all make dua to Allah ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala changes the halats and the conditions. I'm sure we all read that letter that came out from the Turkish embassy that we requesting that we make dua for the people of Turkey, that thousands of them have lost their life, that all Overnight, the conditions have changed for thousands of people. This is a lesson and an eye-opener for us. That today, the one came, one, uh, one message that had come out that in the morning, everything was rosy and cozy. Everything was fine. And in the afternoon, everything was rubble. Everything was down to the floor. This is also the system of Allah Ta'ala. That never feel that I will last forever. Whatever I have will be forever. Allah Ta'ala changes, Allah Ta'ala changes conditions overnight. And we've seen it before also, the incident of Burma, enough times we have, been, we have heard it. That overnight how Allah Ta'ala changed conditions. Uh, those that were smoking, those that had millions and millions, uh, used to use dollars to burn fires, to start a fire. At the end of the day, that money had no value. Overnight Allah Ta'ala had changed conditions. So let us take lesson from this. One is we don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. And secondly, we need to change our attitude also. That Allah Ta'ala will never change conditions until we change ourselves. Inna Allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi anfusihim. That unless a nation does not change, Allah Ta'ala will not change. Let us ask ourselves. Nabi Sallallahu has given us the formula in Quran Al-Kareem. Wasta'inu bi sabri was salah. It doesn't only mean salah. In the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, As-salatu imadu al-deen man aqamaha faqad aqama al-deen. That person who establishes his salah in reality has established his deen. So if you haven't established salah, you haven't established deen. That means you haven't established the command of Allah Ta'ala in every aspect of our life. So we have to ask ourselves, is my salah in order? If my salah is in order, my deen will come into order also. If my deen is in order, Allah Ta'ala will change conditions. But if my salah is not in order, 
then my deen can never be in order. No matter what I think, no matter what I say, we have to look at the words of Rasulullah wasallam. not what I feel. That never mind, I'm not reading my salah in the masjid, but I'm still doing this good deed, I'm still giving charity. I mean, did not say that. He said, Man aqamaha faqad aqam ad-deen. That person who establishes his salah, he established his deen. Because when a person will be punctual with his salah, then automatically Allah Ta'ala will make it such that all the other Ta'ala will fall into place as well. That is why on the day of Qiyamah also, the first thing a person wants to give accountability for is his salah. And the hadith says also, if the salah is in order, and is able to answer for his salah, then all the other questioning that will follow after it also will become easy and will follow suits. But if his salah, the questioning of the salah, this is the first thing that insan will have to answer on the day of Qiyamah. The first question and first thing he will have to answer in Qabr after his questioning of Man Rabbuk Madinu will be with regards to Taharat. A person's punishment will start because of Taharat in the Qabr and in the Qiyamah day the first thing will be salah. So if your salah is in order, you have a walk in the park after that. But if your salah is not in order, then everything after will be difficult. Allah Ta'ala grant each one of us tawfiq to put our lives in order. Let us take lesson from what's happening around us. Let us change before it is too late. And let us start by our salah. Let us come to the masjid. And many of us have this, unfortunately, that I'm building my salah at home. This is not an excuse. Nabi Salaam came as rahmatun lil means the month of Miraj. We'll talk about Miraj next week. What is Miraj? We talk about Salah. What did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi say with regards to that person who performs his Salah in his home? Leva. And that person who is making Salah Qaza. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam those people who perform the Salah in their houses, who came as Rahmatun Lil Alameen, as a mercy to mankind, that I wish I could tell the boys to gather firewood and burn those houses down. The one that came as a Rahmat to mankind wishes to burn the houses down. That person who does not perform his salah in the masjid, let us make it our duty starting from today to perform. We hear the azan and we go to the masjid and perform our salah in the masjid. Allah Ta'ala.